What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. From Business Insider, I'm Rich Filoni, and this is Success. It's impact. Mattering. Hitting goals that I set for myself. When I started hosting this show, I thought being successful just meant being wealthy and powerful. But now, almost a year later, I've realized it's a lot more complicated. The people we all agree are successful have totally different ways of thinking about what that means. So, this week, we're going to revisit some of the most interesting answers to the question at the heart of our show. How do you define success? We're starting off with LinkedIn co-founder and tech investor Reid Hoffman. Early in his career, Hoffman's idea for a social networking site flopped. With the help of some influential friends and a first-class education, he went on to found LinkedIn and make billions of dollars. So I asked him, is success mostly luck or is it skill? So this is one of those kind of false dichotomy questions because the answer is massively both, right? Some people who are successful like to say, it's all skill. It was my capabilities. And I was like, well, no, no. Like I was lucky to be born in the Stanford Hospital, to have gone to Stanford, to know about the network, to participate in it, to make some great friends and connections that kind of helped me along with it. All of that stuff is hugely serendipitous. On the other hand, you know, you also try to think and act as strategically as you could. You try to learn constantly. You work 100-hour weeks, are constantly kind of trading lessons and information with each other in order to make it happen. So the short answer is it's both massively luck and Uh, massively hard work. Sometimes it's more luck than hard work, and sometimes it's more hard work than luck, but every success requires both. Next up, Sally Krawcheck, the founder and CEO of the financial service company Elevest. For a long time, Krawcheck was the most powerful woman on Wall Street. She left her job at Bank of America in 2011, but she told me she doesn't miss it. She feels more fulfilled doing the work she does now, helping other women move up the financial ladder. It's impact. I thought about this a lot. After I left Bank of America, I spent better part of a year trying to decide what was important to me. And success is impact. I could have gone back to a big company, could have had a much bigger office. I could have been more comfortable on a day-to-day basis. And the great thing about what's going on in business today is you can have an impact, maybe even a greater impact at a small company whereas historically it had to be at a big company. If you have a great idea, you can get it out there for free. For free, right? You can head onto Twitter, head over to Facebook, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to go viral. I mean, by you know, being out there with that idea consistently, and if it's a good one, people will listen to it, gravitate towards it, and there are many more press outlets as well. 
so that you can find places that are interested in something that may not have been have been as interesting for a broad audience. Combine that with at a startup, you can move so much more quickly, so much more quickly than a big company. All of a sudden, I can make the argument you can have a greater impact on people's behavior from a startup than you can from one of the, the big guys. You may know Ryan Serhan from the Bravo show Million Dollar Listing, but he's not just a TV star. His real estate team is ranked second in the U.S. by sales volume, and it sold over $800 million of property last year. Serhan says success doesn't have to be abstract. He sets concrete goals to make sure he's on track. You know, now I define success by, by hitting goals that I set for myself. And it's not about money, right? It's not about lifestyle. It's not about building a bigger team or anything. It's that I set goals for myself and I write them down every year. And if I hit those goals, I've been successful that year. If I don't hit those goals, then I have failed that year. That way, success isn't this big lofty thing that's up there in the clouds. And, you know, it's not just like, oh, I want to be a billionaire. Like that's, that's stupid, right? That's, there's no plan of action that's, that's set there. It's, there's nothing that drives me crazier than someone who comes to me and says, yo, I'm an entrepreneur. This is what I do. This is what I sell. I sell this. I do this. this is, I'm building this company. I'm like, okay, what'd you do last week? And they're like, well, I was in the Hamptons last week, played golf on Sunday, but like Monday through Friday. No, no, no. Like if you want to build your own business, you do it seven days a week. I did not take a single day off for three years. And it's easy for me to say now, really, really hard to do. And it's really hard for a lot of people to do as well. So you have to figure out what you really, really want and stick to it. The other thing I would say is you don't have to do it by yourself when you start. That's probably a mistake that I made. I think I would have grown faster. But I started by myself because I didn't stick. I didn't have that stick to real estate. I didn't really know that that's what I wanted to do. It was kind of weird. I didn't see myself as being a real estate broker. I didn't even like real estate brokers. Um, and so I was doing other things at the same time. If I had maybe worked on someone else's team, if I had maybe worked for another company, if I had maybe learned by watching successful people do what they do instead of just trying by myself to do it, um, it would have been better. In her early 20s, Marie Forleo left behind a string of well-paying but unfulfilling jobs to start her own company. Today, she's a life and business coach with hundreds of thousands of passionate fans. Forleo sees the value in setting goals, but she doesn't define herself by them. For me, I, um, I love echoing Maya Angelou's sentiment on this. It's liking who you are, liking what you do, and liking how you do it. And I feel like, for me, I can check all of those boxes. Like, I really do like myself. And I there's always things that I need to work on. And there's always weaknesses. And there's always areas that I'm like, okay, great. I'm excited to get stronger there. But I like who I am as a person. I love how we do business. Like there's nothing that I would be ashamed of people knowing. I love our team. I love everything we do. So there's so much joy and fun in that. So for me, setting goals is exciting. And growth goals are exciting just so we have a place to go. But we were talking about this on the team the other day. It's like, we just don't like vanity metrics. Like, I don't give a shit. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, if someone has a gajillion Instagram followers, like, oh, they're doing better than you. I'm like, I don't know how you're measuring that. But like, are you, are you happy? Are you healthy? Do you put your head on the pillow at night and feel like I really did great work today? And I'm exhausted in all the right ways because I just squeezed every drip of my gifts out in a way that was fun, that touched other people, and that I feel like, damn it, I really did it today. And I feel like that most of the time. Before he could ever imagine himself as a best-selling author, hit podcast host, and consultant, 
Jocko Willink was the commander of Navy SEAL Team 3 Task Unit Bruiser. He learned to be successful by trusting his instincts, and he always leaves some room to improvise on what he calls the path. I, th- I don't think any person can define success, because I think it, it all depends on what you want individually. How do you, how do you feel in the morning when you wake up? Do you feel like you're on the right path, or do you feel like you're off the, off the path? Do you feel like you're on the slippery slope? And you know what you should do every day. Do you do them? If you're doing them, then you're being successful. And if you're doing them daily and you continue down that path, you'll end up with that success, whatever that definition of success is that you envision. What is your path? It's, it's what I do every day. It's what I do every day. It's working hard. I have five-year goals and 10-year goals. But I'll tell you this. They are also very, very flexible goals because two years ago, I didn't have a podcast. Three years ago, I didn't have a book. We only merged with Origin the, the jiu-jitsu company and started making our own supplements. That's all within the last six months and it's been going crazy. So of all the irons I have in the fire and I've got a lot of them in there, I don't know which one I'm going to pull out and ignite and what it's going to do when it ignites. So it just like being in combat, my mind is open. I'm not ho- hanging on to one plan. I'm not hanging on to a five-year plan. I'll tell you like broadly, what I want to do, what I, what I broadly want to do. Hey, I want a bunch of money. I want to be able to do whatever I want. I mean, that's kind of normal, right? I want to be able to take care of my family. That's great. I want to be able to take care of my friends. That's awesome. So those are clear, like real simple, obvious goals that I think many people have. Now you can say that, well, my goal is to be happy. Well, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I want to be happy too. The things that make me happy are the things I do every day or being on the path every day. That, that brings me happiness. For media mogul Tina Brown, success is about creating something with staying power. Her career took her to lots of different publications, but her legacy would have meant nothing if her work fell apart after she left. You know, we laid down good bones. That's what can I say? Um, we really did. And, you know, I think a magazine's DNA, once you put that imprint in, it can be reproduced with succeeding generations. That's the goal, you know, that you leave behind a staff and a structure and people who can continue it. Otherwise, you haven't really been successful if it disappears after you go, right? So a lot of the people I had, most of them actually, uh, for a long time have stayed. In fact, the people that I had at Vanity Fair have only just departed. And uh, at The New Yorker, they're all still there. And how do you define success? That. I think the way I define success is that we build something that has such an identity, such a powerful pedigree of talent that it's going to survive long after you go. And the pedigree of hiring is something I think about a lot, which is that, you know, if you hire great people, they hire great people. It goes on as a kind of reproducing DNA of talent. And if you can keep that up, it's going to have a very long life. It's really when that gets shot out from under for various reasons, if it's a takeover or a, you know, some kind of financial debacle or whatever, that those bones get trampled. But if they don't, then you're going to be okay. What do OKCupid, Sparknotes, and the online shopping service ShopRunner all have in common? Businessman and entrepreneur Sam Yagen. Millions of people around the world use these services every day. And for Yagen, that's what success is really about. If I had to summarize it in a word, I would say like mattering. Like I want to matter. And and that has a lot of lenses. But like when I die, I I want like whether it's individuals or whether it's my family or whether it's consumers, I want people to say like people's lives were better because I was on this earth. And so it could be 
people who work at ShopRunner. Like I want to build this great culture where people develop and people get to be themselves and get to be happy. And I want, and I want to help these retailers succeed and grow. I was at a dinner last night and somebody said they, they, uh, she met her husband on OkCupid and like, gave me a hug and took a selfie. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she was so happy. Right. I always talk about permanence in the companies I've built. Like the fact that Sparknote still exists today, 19 years after we built them that I have so much pride in that. Okay. Cupid is still something that millions of people use every day. I have so much pride in that. And my kids are just now getting old enough to, you know, start using spark notes and then ultimately probably okay. Cupid or whatever. And like the fact that I've had that impact and I can actually see that happen. I think that's success. It's like, did you matter to, first of all, most importantly, the people near you, your friends, your family, but then your employees and your coworkers and then people at large. At what point did you realize this part of yourself? That's a good question. I think because I was fortunate to have some amount of success early in life, I kind of realized like it wasn't about chasing personal accomplishment. I think early in life, you're just in an environment where like it's your personal accomplishment that is success. And I think maybe once I got to a certain amount of success, I was like, okay, well, I don't have to go get more success. Am I going to spend the next... 50 years of my life just trying to keep like running bigger businesses and making more money and that didn't seem fulfilling and so then I said well what do I really 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 value about what I'm building and it's the impact that I'm having on other people and so I've used the word matter as kind of like that all-encompassing term so in a nutshell this is success our show is produced by Anna Mazarakis and Sarah Wyman Dan Bobkoff is our executive producer and I'm Rich Filoni Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. All those clips you heard today are from episodes you can find in the back catalog. And poke around. I'm sure you'll find some interviews you'll want to check out. And while you're there, we would really appreciate it if you could take just a second and leave us a rating. You can also let us know who you want to hear from next in a review. Both help new people find the series, which lets us keep producing new episodes for you. We'll be back next week with Jeff Rader, co-founder and co-CEO of the shaving company Harry's. One of the first things he and his co-founder did was buy a 90-year-old razor factory in Germany. The only problem? My German is no bueno. (laughs) This is Success is a production of Insider Audio. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.